The title of my message is, Do You Hear What I Hear? Have you ever heard a sermon and then you wondered what you heard? Or you heard a sermon and then you talked to somebody about the sermon and they didn't hear what you heard. And so it's, it's interesting because we all listen from our perspective, from uh, our, the, 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 the background that we came from, what we grew up in, and we have a perspective that we listen to. And this morning, I want to talk to you about hearing, but not just hearing, but also, more importantly, understanding, because it's one thing to hear what God has to say, but it's a whole new thing to understand. Because yeah. <laughs> And then it says, if we hear and then we understand, we take what God's given us and then the scripture calls it producing fruit. And that's the reason we have our, our connection ministry today with all of the open house and everything. Because... You do, the, you do the part where it's like you hear it, then you understand it. And we want to help you with the fruit producing part of it where you help other people come to know Jesus because everybody knows around here that we have a lot of help and we need a lot of help. And, but we don't want anybody to do it out of shame or guilt because we just like, you got to do it. You want to go to heaven. We don't do that. We do it because we want to, not because we have to. Amen. So there was a Sunday school class, fifth grade boys, and the teacher was teaching about Jonah and the whale, and she taught them how that Jonah, God called Jonah to go preach to Nineveh and Jonah didn't want to go, and so he ran from Tarshish, and he ran down to the boat, and then he got in the boat, and then he went down into the water, and then he went down into a big fish. The big fish swallowed him up, and then the big fish threw him up on the, the beach, and he went and preached to Nineveh, and she asked the young boy, so what did you get out of this, this lesson today? And the little boy raised his hand up in the front. She said, yes, Stevie, what'd you get from this? He said, you can't keep a good man down. (laughs) We all hear different things, right? If you have your Bibles this morning, whoops, excuse me. If you have your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 13. I don't know if I've ever apologized to a podium before. (laughs) Matthew chapter 13, verse 1. I love stories about Jesus. I love to, to try to understand Jesus better and to know him better. Verse 1, it says, On the same day Jesus went out of the house and sat by the sea. Do you ever want to just get away and get by the water sometime? It's been a long time since we went to Galveston, but I like going down there and just listening to the waves come in. It's just real peaceful. So I imagine Jesus, because he was really popular, right? And people was always coming around. And so he went down and sit down and just oh, take a deep breath. And uh, verse 2, and a great multitude were gathered together to him. Do you ever just want to get away and then everybody showed up? And it says, so that he got into a boat and sat, and the whole multitude stood on the shore. They wanted something. The whole multitude came 
because of who Jesus was and because Jesus had something in him that they wanted. So then he spoke many things to them in parables. A parable is an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. Jesus came down where the people were so that they could understand a God that came down, which the word Emmanuel, the name Emmanuel, God with us, God came down. So the, the earthly story with a heavenly meaning. So Jesus wanted to close the gap between earth and heaven so that we could have access. Everybody say access. Access to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. So he spoke to them in a parable saying, behold, a sower went out to sower. Do you know what sowers do? There you go. Sowers sow. They sow. Sowers sow. And as he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside. And the birds came and devoured them. The wayside is a path. It's a road that people travel on. Since this, some of the seed fell on the wayside, it, it fell uh, on, the, on the, the hard ground. And some fell on the stony places or let's say like a gravel road or a place where there was a lot of rocks where it did not have much earth. There wasn't much ground. And they immediately sprang up because they had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, they were scorched because they couldn't take the heat. And because they had no root, they withered away and some fell among the thorns and the thorns sprang up and choked them but others fell on good ground and yielded a crop some 100 some 60 and some 30 fold some 100 times what was planted some 60 times what was planted some 30 times what was planted he who has ears to hear let him hear I want to pray Lord, you see us today. You know us. You know everybody here in the building. You know everybody watching online. You know me. Lord, we submit to your word today, knowing that there's power in your word. I thank you, Jesus, that you are the word, that you are the way, the truth, and the life. Lord, today... Uh, humble our hearts so we're teachable. Humble our hearts so we, we not only hear what you have to say, but give us an understanding heart, oh God, and give us the, uh, the path toward producing fruit. In Jesus' name, amen. So in verse 18, it, it explains this, this parable that Jesus said, and this is kind of the text in it says, therefore, hear, everybody say, hear. Therefore, hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what is sown in his heart. So the sowing is in our hearts. Everybody say, it's in my heart. The sowing is in our heart. This is the one, this is he who receives the seed by the wayside, but he who receives the seed on stony places, this is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy, really happy to hear it, yet he has no root in himself, 
but endures only for a while for when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word. When, did you notice it said when persecution and tribulation, it didn't say if I don't know why all these, I don't know what's going on. I'm just, how come, where's God now? Listen, being a Christian, in case nobody told you, it's not easy. That's the reason we've got empty chairs. Not everybody endures the tribulation part. Not everybody endures the persecution part because when we hear the word of God and we listen and then we understand the word of God and then we begin to work in the vineyard of God, the heat's going to come. The rocks are going to be there. And we have to get the rocks out of our heart. So here we go. Here we go. Let me keep going. I'm I'm getting kind of excited about some of this. Got to stay hooked here. When tribulation. Now he who received the seed among the thorns, he who hears the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becomes. Becomes is a verb showing action. It's becoming is something that is a process. Becomes is something that you don't get immediately. What does it say? And he becomes the end product is that he is unfruitful. It is like, so we hear it in the cares of this world. Did you notice that it said, this is interesting. He, he said the deceitfulness of riches. He didn't say riches. Money isn't the root of all evil. It's the love of money. The deceitfulness of riches. It's not sin to be rich, but when you're deceived by your wealth, that's when it's got problems. Oh, it doesn't have problems. We have problems. (laughs) Because money is just an inanimate object with pictures of dead presidents on it. Here's the world, deceitful and riches, choke out, choke out the word in our heart. It chokes out the word in our heart. And then the end product is that uh, we have become unfruitful. Verse 23, but he who receives the seed on good ground, someone who makes room for the seed in their heart, makes room for the word of God, to come into their heart, who hears the word and understands, understands it and indeed bears fruit and produces some 160, some 30-fold. Anybody ever plant a garden? Raise your hand if you plant a garden. Good for you, y'all gardeners, (laughs) farmers. We need more farmers. 
God bless the farmers in America. We need more farmers. Yeah. Ranchers. I mean, we, we, we wouldn't have these bellies if it wasn't for farmers and ranchers. Thank God. When you're planting a garden, there's a few things that happen. You plant the garden, you weed the garden, you water the garden, then you wait for the garden, and then you reap the fruit of the garden, and then you share what's in the garden. Because everybody knows that you can't eat all those tomatoes. They're everywhere. <laughs> so you share them. Jesus used this parable of the sower uh, sower went out to sow. Uh, if you're going to be a sower of the seed, it says that the seed, behold, the sower went out to seed, that the seed in Luke 8, 11, it said this parable, the seed is the word of God. So in order to sow the word of God, you must have the word of God. It's pretty simple, but it's very necessary if you want to give something away, you have to have it before you can give it. I've never been able to give anything away I didn't have. So a sower is anyone sent by God to share the word of God, which is the seed of God. Our hearts are portrayed as different areas where the seed fell, and we could call it our attitudes or the things that we value in our hearts, what we value and why it appears that all of these places receive the same seed with the word from the same sower, and everyone in this place, everyone here, everybody online will hear the same message today. But when we walk away, we might receive and understand it a little bit differently. And what I want to say is, God has a plan for the way we receive the word of God. And the only way that we can know the word of God and receive the word of God is if we spend a lot of time in the word of God and with the word of God. I've been married for 35 years, happily married for 35 years. I, I would like to say that I know my wife a lot better today than I did the day we got married. And the reason is, I should, but the reason is, is because we've been able to spend a lot of time together. It wouldn't have happened if we didn't spend time with each other. The more time you spend in the word, the more you will know the word. Jesus said, I am the word. He said, in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh. The seed is the Word of God. The Word became flesh and dwelt among men so that we could know the Word of God. He came to dwell among men so He could spend time, quality time with us, and so we could spend quality time with Him. And then He gave us the written Word of God. Now it is so readily available to us today that many times we take it for granted because. How many Bibles do you have in your house? It's online. It's everywhere. We, it's the seed of God. It's, and if we're not careful, 
we can develop a spirit of familiarity with the word of God and not value it as it should be valued because it is, he is the most valuable thing that we could ever have in our life. The word of God, God himself, Jesus, we have everything that we need to have to be faithful to God. So grateful, so grateful. So, uh, talking about the attitudes of those who are the wayside people, the people that just want to hang out on the path. Uh, they want, they don't want to get, they don't want to get off of the path. Uh, Pastor Tyler preached about it. Uh, the uh, where you, what, what was it? What did he preach about? <laughs> what was the name of his message? Uh, autopilot. Autopilot. Y'all remember that? Apparently, I didn't remember. <laughs> but when we get on autopilot and we just run through it, we a lot of times have a lot of the answers in our mind, but do we have the answers in our heart? That's what we're talking about. So the attitude of the, the stony people, not the stoned. <laughs> the stony people... The attitude of the thorny people, uh, the people you don't want to be around, you don't want to avoid, because they're just always poking you. And, and the attitude of the good, the good attitude of the people, um, we won't get into all these today. We'll probably finish up next week. But the wayside people, uh, it says the seed fell by the wayside and the fowls came and devoured them. The superficial people, the wayside people, uh, they don't really grow in their Christian life because they, they have no roots. It's a shallow relationship. We, uh, Pastor Darla and I, like, we like to listen to Louis L'Amour when we're out on the road on uh, audible books. And there's a, a book called Passing Through. And the, it, Passing Through, or it's not passing through, it's passing through. That was the name of the character in the book. His name was Passing Through. And throughout the whole book, they just called him Passing Through. And the reason that they named him Passing Through was because he was always, y'all could preach this. He was always passing through. And then you know the story. He comes into a town. They're in trouble. He, he goes in there and helps clean up the town. He meets this, this maiden and he gets... Yes, finds a home and everything. But even after he, they, he decided to stay, his name was still passing through. But I thought about the wayside people. The ones that are always passing through. Those who operate on emotions and feelings. Where there's no really mention of growth here. Uh, there's only hearing but not understanding. Uh, they're drifters. They jump from one church to another church or maybe no church at all. I don't know if you knew it or not, but actually having no religion is a religion. But didn't have any roots, not ever in one place long enough for growth. See, always looking for the new word and for the new sower. Isn't it amazing because we have so much technology. Sometimes I think technology is a blessing and then sometimes I think technology is a curse. 
but we have been ingrained in us to always look for a new word. And all these preachers are always looking for a new word. And when they get a new word, they think that that they, that God only talks to them. Let me tell you, the scripture tells me this. It says that Jesus said that I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never changes. There is... People wouldn't want to hear this part, but there is no such thing as a new word. Because the word never changes. It is a a word that is current and healthy and vibrant and relevant to all generations. You know why? Because his word is the truth. And the truth is what will set you free. The truth is what will mend our broken hearts. The truth is what will help us to grow in him when we understand the truth, not just hear the truth, not just get the knowledge in our head, because way too many Christians, they just got it in their heads, but it never really made the trip to your heart. I just want to challenge everybody here today. Let it just make that little short trip right here from your head down to your heart. It'll make a difference. Waysiders. Says they in Mark 4 12, it says, so that they they may ever they may be ever seeing but never perceiving and hearing but never understanding. Otherwise they might turn and be forgiven. You see, they've got all their own plans. Generally, their plans, <laughs> their plan is not to plan. <laughs> about God's word and the waysiders are close to the way but never on the way and mostly, honestly, in the way. The waysiders. The waysiders generally say stuff like this. I already know the word. I grew up in church. You, or I've been trying, I, or I've tried to pray, but it just takes too long. I work all week. Sunday is the only day I have to sleep in. The Bible is just too difficult. Or I don't like that style of worship. I don't like the way that preacher preaches. I just don't get anything out of it. We don't worship so that you can get what you want. We worship so God can get what he wants. Lord, help us to be humble because too many times we just make church all about us. It's not our job to make it about us. We're here to make it all about him. He's the one that makes it all about you, but don't be getting in on his job. He's very capable of doing his own job. Let's us make it all about him. And if the worship song is something you just really don't like that song, I got them too. I got songs I don't, but I had to learn to be happy for somebody else that liked that song. Somebody else that could worship to that song and be happy for him. Because it can't be all about me. Can't be all about you. We have to make it all about him. That's what worshipers do. Make it all about him. True worshipers. That's good preaching. Matthew 13, 
19, when anyone hears, everybody say anyone. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and understand it not, then comes the wicked one and catch, catch away that which was sown in his heart. The bird comes sowed what was sown in his heart. This is he who receives the seed by the wayside. A waysider's biggest, biggest excuses. I, I just can't understand it. The way that we understand it again is by spending more time with God. And the more time we spend with him, the more time we spend in his word, it'll be the more we'll be able to understand. There's, there's so many things that I still have to learn. I don't have it all figured out and I don't have all the answers, but I know that I worship the one who has all the answers and the one who has it all figured out. And I don't have to know everything. I just have to know the one that knows everything. Search out a matter. So what, what about the guy with the stony attitude? And as he sowed, some fell on the stony places where they didn't have much earth and they immediately sprang up because they had no depth of earth. Notice where they didn't have much earth, they weren't well grounded. There's something about being well grounded in our culture today. I, I think there's something about <clears throat> we have developed a society where everybody wants to dwell on all of the positive things. I think, it, that, I think it's a good thing to be positive. But I also know that you go out there in, in your pickup and try to start your pickup and disconnect that negative post on that battery, you won't, your, your truck won't start. Why? Because it's grounded. And I, I'm, I, I do believe the reason in church today a lot of times we have problems because we're not well grounded in the word of God. We have all the positive things in us and, and we don't understand why we don't have the power. We're positive about everything, but we don't have the power because we don't, we're not grounded in the word of God. We have everybody else speaking their word into our life. Whenever we have a question about something, we call somebody else before we get on our knees and call on God. So, Lord, help us to be well grounded in the word of God because that's what's going to give you power and that's when it's going to get your truck started. It's going to keep your motor running. There was some earth, but not much. Some word, but not enough for the seed to grow because there... They had allowed too many stones to come into their heart. Uh, and they were competing for space in their heart. One of the things about, I, I know in, uh, like I grew up in Colorado and there was a lot, you could get a lot of rocks in your arena, in your open arena, and in West Texas, there's a lot of rocks there. And if you don't get the rocks out of your arena, you, you, those, you can twist your horse's ankle or you can get hurt. Uh, one of the things about having stones in a garden is that they will never grow. They will never help anything to grow. The stone can be identified as the sin in our lives. And we, we have to make up our mind, what are we, this is... 
Again, I'm gonna say that I don't have all this completely figured out, but I know, I know, I know that when I let things come into my heart that are not from God, the stony things in my heart, they actually take the place of They take the room that should have been given to God. So what happens is when you take a stone out of your heart, anybody ever been forgiven of anything? Anything at all. So whenever you were forgiven of something and you made up your mind and you repented, repentance is turning from that sin and it's not in your life anymore. What it does, it leaves a hole. A rock will always leave a hole. And the bigger the rock the bigger the hole. And so to fill that hole back in takes some time so that we can fill it in with the good things of God, the ground where the seeds can grow, the ground where the word of God can come down deep in because the rocks in our heart, it will make us more and more hard. Uh, and, and I just encourage you to get, get, let the, get the rocks out of your, out of your heart. Uh, what do... Uh, uh, what are the remarks of stony hearts? Uh, I forgive them, but I can't let go. That's what stony hearts say. Or they just need to get over it. The other side of that is, we well, just need to get over it. Sometimes I just can't control my anger. Albert Einstein said this. He said, a problem cannot be solved with the same level of understanding at which it was introduced. So we have to have more information from the one who can heal us. So I said this, whatever you're full of is what will come out of you. What are we talking about here? Well, I'm glad you asked. Talking about stones of unforgiveness, stones of anger, stones of jealousy, stones of bitterness, stones of continual strife, stones of complaining, stones of entitlement. Hearts are so full of other stuff that there's no place for the word of God. And the scripture says, be filled with the spirit. And if we're going to do that, we all have to be intentional. This is not something that just comes natural. We have to intentionally be filled with the Spirit. So be filled with love and joy and peace. The fruit of the Spirit produces this. The, the fruit is what the seed produces. Are you looking for reconciliation in your life? Are you looking for restoration? Are you looking for harmony in your life? The chances are real good. You will get what you're looking for. Whatever you're looking for is what you will get. If you want, if you want, uh, 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 if you want, uh, what is it when you don't get along? Strife, if you, that's it. I'm sorry. If you want strife, you'll get strife. If that's what you're looking for, if you're full of strife, you, you reap. You sow strife, you get strife. You, stroll, you, you, you uh, sow anger. Have you ever 
went off on somebody and then they just went off on you because you went off on them. Or you was nice to them and they was back nice to you. You see how all this stuff works? It's just like, well, who knew it would be so simple? Matthew 13, 23, but he that received the seed into the good ground is he that hears the word, understands it, which also bears fruit and brings forth some 160 and 30 fold. Everywhere Jesus went, he, he said three words. He said, it is written. It is written. When somebody asked him a question, it is written. Why did he do that? It was in him. And he was the word and he was, knew the word, and the word came out of him, and we, God help us, right, to answer with the word that it is written. In 2 Timothy 3.15, I'm going to shut her down. It says, all scripture, everybody say all scripture. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. It's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, for instruction, that the man of God, the woman of God, the child of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Is it, is it just me? I, I kind of... Is there anybody else here that you don't take correction well? Raise your hand. It'd be good for us all. I've got my hand up. Sometimes it's hard when, when I get called out. And then I have to ask myself, when they call me out, is that, is, is, are they right? Instead of just responding in a negative way, I have to ask myself, is, is this true? So the word of God is profitable for correction, for instruction in righteousness. It's, it's something that is powerful for each and every one of us. And what we sow, we will reap. And what God sows in us is what will come out of us. And what the world sows in us is what will come out of us. I have a confession to make. I... I, 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 I before I ever got married, I thought that I knew all there was to know about marriage. I really did. I thought, I thought, I even did marriage counseling. Trust me, before I got married, I did marriage counseling. Then after I got married, I wasn't very smart. I used to think that I knew everything there was to know about raising kids. You know, right? Until I had kids. And it's taken me a long time to realize that, man, it's so humbling because there's so many things that I'm learning at an older age now that I thought I knew before, but I really didn't know it. We went to Greece uh, a 
few months back. How many went to Greece? Raise your hand if you went to Greece. Yeah, 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 beautiful, yeah. We went to Athens and Corinth there, and you remember Paul wrote the letter to the Corinthians, and, and I never really said this in church until this first service, but I always kind of thought that Paul was kind of a male chauvinist. I've never said that before, but I mean, he seemed like he's picking on the women a lot. Anybody notice that? Nobody wants to admit it. It's okay, it's good. Uh, we're a work in progress. But what I learned was in, 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 in Athens, they had the temple of Athena and they had the temple prostitutes up there and they would come down to the city uh, in the evenings and, and they were, the, the temple prostitutes had their hair shaved. And... Every once in a while, there was a man in the city that they had a street named after him, and we saw his name. His name was Onephimus. And if you don't know how to pronounce, just say it fast. Onephimus, something like that. But he was kind of a wealthy man, and every once in a while, he would go up to the temple, and he could actually purchase one of the prostitutes, and he would give, purchase the prostitute, and then he would give her her freedom. And because of that, because of the redemption that she was redeemed from that lifestyle, she would naturally want to come to the church there in Corinth. And every one of the prostitutes had their heads shaved. So anytime they would look at a woman with a head shaved, they're like, she's a prostitute. So Paul's like, hey, when these women come to church, you other women should cover your heads so that nobody knows who the prostitute is because we want to make her feel welcome. Yeah. Wasn't like Paul was up there just making a bunch of rules, and I could tell you all kinds of other stuff about all this too. But I'm going to tell you something. If we don't understand what the word actually says about these things, we can form these opinions and make a lot of doctrines out of them. We can be dead wrong. Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth. Listen, I don't think that I'll even get it, have it all figured out by the time I get to heaven. Let me tell you something. I want to know more about God and I want to learn more about God and I want to have plenty of room in my heart and get, this, get the rocks out of my heart, get the hardness out of my heart so that whenever God plants a seed of his word and he puts a word inside of me, that is from God, that that seed will grow and I don't, where I don't have any room for these words from our culture today that has infiltrated the church. Let me tell you something. Just because it's in church doesn't mean it's from God. Amen. Anything that I say, please, it's got to be backed up by the word of God. Don't listen to me if I get stupid. Please don't do that. I want for you what God wants for you. And... and that's, there's a lot of peace in that. 
Amen. Thank you, Lord, for loving us. Thank you for your blessings. Thank you for all you do for us. Thank you for giving us your heart today. I pray, oh God, that you would soften up our hearts in areas where we have allowed our hearts to be hardened. I pray, oh God, that you'd help us, Lord, to, to take the stones out of our heart. If there's anything in us that is, is in there that is you identify as sin. Lord, help us not to judge each other, oh God, but to, 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 to embrace this process of understanding you better, not just having the head knowledge, Lord, but to understand you better. Help us, Lord, to be faithful, faithful to you, oh God in every area of our lives, to love you, love like you love, to care like you care, to minister like you would minister, Lord, to produce fruit as you produce fruit, oh God. May we be living epistles known and read of all men. Give us your heart and your wisdom, I pray in Jesus' name. I'd like for you to keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed this morning. If you've never accepted Christ as your personal savior, the Bible says this, that we've all sinned, we've all come short of the glory of God. But the Bible also says this, that if we confess our sin, he would be faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, that we could be a part of his kingdom so that when he calls us home, that we will be prepared uh, to meet him and to come, come into his kingdom. So this morning, if you've never accepted, accepted him as your savior, maybe if you have, you just haven't been living for him, simply by raising your hand, say, preacher, I need Jesus in my heart. I need to make him the Lord of my life. Slip your hand up high. Anybody, preacher, that's me. Anybody. Yeah, leave your hand up until we get a Bible in it, please. Anybody else? Slip your hand up high so we, our ushers can see it. Anybody else, preacher, that's me. Thank you, Lord. Yep. Yep, thank you. Anybody else, preacher, that's me. I need Jesus in my heart. Yep, thank you. Thank you so much. Anybody else? Thank you, Lord. It's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day to know Jesus. If you raise your hand, you mind looking up at me? If you raise your hand, would you mind coming up and let me pray with you? Come on. I'd be honored, honored to pray with you this morning. It's a, yeah, thank you. Yeah, there you go. It's a beautiful day. My goodness. It's so, so poor city. <laughs> Oh, that's good. Is this the mama? No. <laughs> uh, is this? Oh, I said it wrong, didn't I? My best friend. Your best friend. Oh, see. That's right. You didn't get locked up with uh, I'm so happy for both y'all. Tell me your name. Amy. Amy, that's right. I'm so proud of you. This is worth, this is so worth it. Thank you for coming up. So this, the Bible says if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God's raised him from the dead, that we'll be saved. I'm going to help you pray, Okay. But you got to believe. Had a deal? Okay, let's pray. Y'all help us pray. Just say, dear Lord Jesus, dear Lord Jesus thank, you thank you for loving me. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. Lord, I am a sinner. Please forgive me. I invite you into my heart. I invite you into my life. From this day forward, I give my life to you. Help me to read my Bible, to pray. Show up for church and get baptized. I love you, Jesus. Teach me to love you more. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Now, let me tell you something. This is important. You're completely forgiven. 
everything you've ever done in your life, it's all forgiven. And you have a new life. Doesn't mean that you'll be perfect. Always run to God. When you, if you mess up or when you have problems, run to him. A lot of people run from him. And don't, don't be that person that, that the seed just comes up and all excited for a minute and then just the, the heat of the world just kills you off. You stay strong. You be strong. I know you have it, and I can tell you, I see all over your face, but you don't look back, okay? Is that a deal? Shake on it. Proud of you. Thank you. Stand with me, please. Yeah, go visit those guys. Thank you. Stand with me, please. There's a, there's the the hearing, then then there's the understanding, then then it produces fruit, and. Uh, I know it's cold outside, but we, if, you, if you can, just take a few minutes and, and look around and see what we got and see if the Holy Spirit will speak to you. There's no pressure to do anything, but if, if you feel, <clears throat> and I want to say this too, I think this is important. I, I think a lot of times the reason we don't volunteer for certain things is because we think we're married to that thing, whether we like it or not. That's not the case. If, if you... If you if you sign up for something and you want to do it and you're like, man, that's, this isn't what I'm called to do, go find something else. We, we understand that sometimes, sometimes uh, you, you just have to try things out to figure out if it's the right thing or not. And so uh, we're, we're all about that. There's no pressure for anything here. Do it because you want to. And uh, I just encourage everybody to, uh, to look around a little bit if, if you have time. Is that cool? How about them Texans winning? Was that something now? Man, there is a God. I'm telling you. Wow. Wow. They got the L over. They took down the L over that locker room, didn't they? Thank God. Can I pray for y'all? Uh, how many like to do a better job of, of taking care of the word of God that comes to you? Being a better steward of that. I just want to pray for you. Raise your hands and let's, let's just surrender to God. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for your word that you've made it so <clears throat> available to us, oh God. I pray that you'd help it to sink down deep into our hearts. Help us, Lord, to be faithful to you in every area of our lives. Thank you for your faithfulness to us. And Lord, as we, have, we embrace this process of life and, and the process of following you and the process of growth, that we would take what we have learned and whatever that is, Lord, that we would be willing to share that with other people so that other people could come to know you and could, could, could come into the kingdom of God because we know that people are your greatest treasure. So we thank you, Lord, for that. And we love you, Jesus. And we pray in your name. And everybody said. Amen. God bless y'all. We got a prayer team up here if you need special prayer. We'd love to have you. God bless y'all. Have a great day.